Welcome to South of King's Landing, Explosion Network's House of the Dragon. After show where we discuss and break down each and every episode of the House of the Dragon, season one. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hobley, the head of the king. Hey, hey, Dylan. Excited to be here to talk about opening credits. Yes, I mean, yeah. Let's just, So let's just get straight into it. Uh, obviously, last week we discussed no credits, first episode, cool. Coming into this week, we was like, we should get an opening credits. Uh, how will we feel about it? We heard the the talk that that was going to use the same the classic game of thrones theme song will it work without the like full westerosi map what do you think yeah i think it was fine obviously it's a bit different uh obviously they're going this uh river of blood thing <laughs> it's uh, yeah it was a bit weird because i was trying to work out what it all meant and what the relevance of it was uh, obviously, there's a little bit of uh, symb- symbolism, like, I believe, one of the teasers they had. They had, like, molten lava or something, like, go through some wood to make out the symbol for House of the Dragon. That was, like, one of the promotional things that they did when they were first announcing the show. Uh, so, it feels a little like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting imagery that doesn't necessarily work in the same way that the opening to Game of Thrones did, where it was helping with the story this is very much just your average normal i assume opening credits to a thing this isn't going to change from week to week or season to season i don't think well it might change a little bit from season to season but uh yeah what about you what do you think i mean it's still the same song so i was still just like you know like so it still has that going for it i mean it's been interesting apparently some people are upset that they are using the same music, uh, to which I say they use the same music for every single Star Wars movie. <laughs> I have yeah. no problem with them using the same music. I don't feel like it's- no, it's a great theme. Why would you? Why not? Why not have a consistent thing running through all these shows? They're like it's not the Game of Thrones theme; it's the Song of Ice it's- and Fire theme. Yeah, it is the literal Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. There you go. Um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's it's literally just the streets running red with blood. I guess symbolizing the the you know that people are gonna die. Lots of people are gonna die. There's a war coming eventually. You know, all these I don't know. It's the the sort of stuff I go there. Um, overall thoughts on this week's episode: Cold, the Rogue Prince, directed by Greg Yatanes. Wait, uh, so just a little bit more on the opening credits. Apparently, it's the stone. It's meant to be a replica of Valeria. Which is the stone city that Viserys, the king, is like building throughout the series. Series, mm-hmm. all the symbols are meant to be different Targaryens throughout history, and then you know the blood is obviously is meant to be a jet massive family tree. Is what right. I read someone else's interpretation of it. So, uh, yeah, gotcha. lots of different smaller imagery and things will be more maybe make more sense down the road, or makes more sense to people who have read the book. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rogue Prince, directed by Greg Yatanes, written by Ryan J. Condal. Synopsis for this week's episode was Renera oversteps at the small council. Viserys is urged to secure the succession through marriage. Damon announces his intentions. What did you think of this week's episode? Yeah, it was really good. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Lots of uh, child bride talk, and you know, that, that, 
you know, I don't think we've had much that I can't remember that being a big thing in Game of Thrones, uh, even though it's historically it's a thing. <laughs> well, so that's uh, the, that's always been the interesting thing. Like I aged up Danny and everything, um, yeah, for the TV show, and now with this one, they are sort of more happily playing and or like doing it as it's obviously. I don't know. They might have been even younger in the show. You know, what I mean? like the uh, Alicent and. Right, Rhaenyra. There's no way I can't remember her name, but the the ship dude's daughter. No, who? Yeah. There's no way because <laughs> I looked on Reddit. I would quickly. hope to God that she wasn't even younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked on Reddit real quickly, and some dudes like, "My God, when they <laughs> went down, we walk through the park." I didn't really, I knew she'd be young, but I wasn't expecting watching Thomas the fucking Tank Engine young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I don't know. Like it's um. It's always been a thing. Like it, they talk about this stuff in the show, but I guess it's been that whole like show, show don't tell. Or I don't know. There's lots of like uncomfortableness to Game of Thrones when it comes yeah. to like how I don't know, like this sort of stuff. Whatever you want to call this sort of stuff, like stuff that just isn't legal. <laughs> I don't know. Like what you, but you know, it's a, like, yeah, isn't is very frowned upon in modern. Society. Uh, society, yes. Mm. Yeah. And then um, uh, the one, of course, at the end of the episode when he announces he's actually going to marry what's-her-face. The, Alison, uh, yeah. Alison. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. I assume the same age as Renera, so maybe like 15, 16. Yeah, I believe there was 16 in real life, so. Mm. I, think the re- I think the way they'll get around it being su- too... Su- not so as uncomfortable, I guess, for most people is at some, if we just skipped ahead six months in this episode between the last, yep. which is another thing to note, if we just skip ahead very quickly, we're just going to skip ahead and they're like, oh, she's 18 now, it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, let's just skip past the uncomfortable years for viewers and get to, <laughs> get to her being 18 or whatever. You know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Olivia Cook could pull off 18, maybe. Yeah, well, it makes me wonder, like, what the age, what year they uh, suddenly switched to the... Yeah, how many episodes are we going to have with these actresses younger, left? Younger cast, yeah. I'd still say at least half the show, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Well, what what do you think? What do you think of the six... Uh, yeah, I thought that... But yeah, but I thought that episode was very good, obviously. Uh, I probably liked it um, more than the first one, I would say, overall. Things are... You know, it's just a bit more... It's slow, a little bit more focused. Yeah, a little I bit think. more focused. Um, but... Yeah, what do you think of the whole just start the episode? Oh, it's six months later. Like it's weird in a um it's weird in a time where we complained. Well, I know, me and most people complained about like uh just jumping ahead, like moving too fast or whatever. But this show obviously um is doing things a little bit differently from the outset. Where it's yeah, just it's like, doing just... the different thing to Game of Thrones' final seasons where they would just time travel all over the mm. place. Now they're just you know, like like teleport all over the place. Now they're time traveling really full quickly into the future. Yeah, each episode. Each episode is 12 months later. Mm. The character development in this series is going to be very, very slow. <laughs> or very, very fast, depending on how you look at it. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, jump ahead 12 months, uh, six months, especially with the plot points that you want to hit this episode of the king wanting being, wanting to remarry or want people wanting the king to remarry. Um, you He would have been much more resistant if it had been two days after his wife had died. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh so yeah, I, I think this is probably 
where the story is going to... I don't think we're going to get a massive time jump for next episode. Uh, but, you know, it definitely won't be feel like the next day. There's definitely going to be time jumps every single week, I think. Um, Yeah, I assume so as well. It's worth. It's interesting, though, of course, like the show got greenlit for a second season based upon uh, HBO. Obviously on, on the massive success the, uh, of episode massive, one. Yeah, episode one being the most viewed HBO Shocking. thing all year. So, um, that is actually pretty bold, especially it's like not waiting to see if there's a massive drop-off for season week two. <laughs> I guess they know. They would probably be like, look, it, the first episode even is if this the, massive. Even if the drop-off is 50%, we're still gonna, yeah. it's still going to be worthwhile making. I, I reckon they can just, yeah, that's what I reckon. I reckon they can look at the numbers and go, like, worst-case scenario, if this many people drop off. or um, I bet you they have stats, though, where it's like a lot of viewers, this percentage of this many viewers are going to watch it week by week. Percentage of this many viewers probably drop off and never watch this show again. This much percentage probably drop off and come back and binge watch the, the rest of the season when it's done. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. to be clear, it's the biggest debut for a new show of all time on yeah. HBO. So if you don't get renewed off that, I don't know what you get renewed off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, we can't be time traveling too fast, though. Right? So there'll be bloody old people in the second season. Maybe. <laughs> no one yeah. lives to be that old in Game of Thrones. Come on, they all got to die. They don't. There's a well, you know, yeah. There's a certain character who's I feel is definitely you know, on borrowed time. Well, yeah, let's. Who's the, who's the villain in this? Who do you reckon comes across as the villain in this? Well, obviously, um, what's his face? <laughs> uh, Coralis Villaran Villarian Villarian. You reckon he's the villain at the mo? Well, of this episode. Yeah. I mean, he, I know he's playing the Game of Thrones, but, uh, you know, double-crossing him at the end of the episode definitely doesn't put him in great light. And then pretty much offering up your eight-year-old daughter is not a very heroic thing to do, you know what I mean? Um, even though we have a very clear villain towards the end of the episode that we get a, kind of a glimpse of. Um, but, you know, I think nobody is coming out looking... Fantastic outside of probably Rhaenerys. See, I reckon this episode. Hand of the King is the. He is also like pretty high up the list of not look good. He's guys. a Weasley little cunt, that guy. <laughs> Who has been you know, grooming his daughter to be. Literally grooming his daughter and pushing her to. Uh, get with the king so he can get here to obviously for himself. Not it's nothing to do with he wants his family tied in. So yeah, look at the end of the episode, old mate does go and yells and sits down with Damon. Sure. But up until then I don't feel like he did anything wrong. Now, again, this is that whole we can look at the offering up his however year old daughter. But in the in the world of Game of Thrones, in the in the world of House of okay, okay, stop playing that fucking show. In the world of House of the Dragon, right? That's this is normal. This is uh, you know. So I, I can't is it view though? that. Yeah, but I can't. I can't view you that. Know, as the a, king was very, very hesitant. Yeah, no, that's. I can't view you that. Know, I, I I feel like that conversation that they have in the garden, where he's like, she gives the whole rehearsed lines about mm. you know. But I still think that's very good. normal. But yeah, so it, it 
I feel like a lot of people are not going to look at that. I feel like that's, yes. Again, this is the whole look that ain't right and, you know, whatever else. But I'm just saying within the, 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 the lore and world of the show, I don't think that makes those people villains. I don't make, well, you know, I think they're on the villainous side, but, you know. I'm saying no. I'm saying it's old mate Hightower villain. I think they're both up there, so yeah. And you wouldn't have called Littlefinger like the villain of Game of Thrones. But he was. <laughs> and then he when he died, the he villain. was glorious. He was a big villain. He lasted more, he had more showtime than the true villains. As a villain. That's fair. Damon? Not a villain. So I mean, I'm- he is also doing Weasley shit all the episode, you know? Pretending that he's uh, going to marry this woman, that she has a child, steals the egg of his that was meant for, uh, you know, their son that died mm. in childbirth, you know? Pretty messed up and cruel. And for what? I see it. Just a so bit of a show of force? No. It's a cry for attention, really, isn't it? Maybe it, a little. He's trying to get the attention of his his brother. Um, the first thing he asks when they all Send show up Raven. there is... Send a raven, man. <laughs> <laughs> first thing he asks when they all show up is, where's my brother? You know, where's the king? Um, he, he wanted him there. That's, that's all he did this for. But I feel like the most evident thing about Damon as a character is both the fact that he just turns and walks away as, as soon as Rhaenyra shows up. Like, he would never actually hurt her. Plus... Mm. I don't think he would ever actually hurt the king. I and I, I think that's the that's what that scene at the end is sort of supposed to show where he tells old mate, you know, he's shit talking to King that I can say whatever I want about my brother, but you will not say that shit sort of mm. stuff. At the end of the day, he may have this like he may have his thoughts about his brother and he may think that he should be king and all this other stuff. But I don't feel like he would ever actually at least based on what I'm seeing here, I, don't, I feel like it's just not a, yet. Mm, well, at least at, yeah, based in this episode, I feel like that's what that's supposed to show, though. That he has like a, it's like a family dynamic, but he would never actually hurt him. Yeah, I think you know it's interesting as soon as he is in privacy with uh, his confidant, <laughs> mm. second wife? Question mark. Uh, Masaria, um, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, he kind of like you know is apologetic and like down and you know kind of seeking her attention and that kind of stuff. You know, so yeah, definitely seems the needy type. Also, interesting accent choice for her. I believe the actress is British, and they're going you know as a you know. What she's of Asian descent, I want to say, so uh, Sonoya Mizuno from mm. yeah Japanese born, and going a very uh, African accent, I would say. Bold choice. I would, I thought they were trying to make her sound like she comes from the like the the same aisle that like um, Pedro Pascal and whatever came from, maybe from Dawn. I don't. No, that's how I, I didn't maybe I was, like I was hearing it wrong, maybe, but that's how I was hearing it, so I wasn't sure. No. Um, 
um, <laughs> what you what do you think of uh, the the big showdown with the dragons and everything? Do you think the CGI is like looking good in the show when we have two dragons flying around and stuff? I mean, it looks all right. I didn't have any complaints. I think you know they used them sparingly and that kind of stuff. Pretty, they didn't do anything outrageous with them. You know, they just kind of fly down and like there's not too much interaction with people, other than you know Rhaenyra's riding it. But you know that's risibly like on the scale of. One to ten, one being easy, ten being impossible. It's on the lower end of the scale. Uh, especially, it's, it's pretty much what they were doing with Danny last season. Um, you know, so yeah, it looks fine. I mean, the shot of it going through the clouds, I think, would look pretty impressive. Mm. Like before it like popped up. So when um his like came down and yelled at them all and Tom put their fucking swords down, I thought that was pretty like intense. Yeah. It would be. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, do you think that... What's Olivia Cook's character again? Allison. Allison. Do you think Allison actually has feelings for the king or she's just doing as her dad wishes? I think she's doing as her dad wishes as indicated by her kind of picking at her nails much like she was at the at the tournament last episode, you know? Like He's definitely nervous and kind of under thing. anxious, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So, so what? What's making it anxious though? Like being having to do to, this thing, <laughs> having to do it, or just being unable to like do what her dad wants of her, sort of thing. I think a bit of both. You know, mm. wanting to please her father and then having to try and seduce, I guess, or impress this much older man. Mm. Um. I think, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but a lot of, I've seen a lot of Twitter like, hey, it's pretty clear that these these two young women are into each other. Uh, but, you know, that's like any time two people of the same sex <laughs> maintain eye contact for an extended period, they're clearly gay. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? We're all gay uh, deep down. Yeah, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Um... <laughs> I was gonna say, I um, yeah. What? So, what, what, <laughs> at the end, did you think because uh, Renera looks at her dad and gives a nod, like "do it," but that's obviously like based on the conversation that the scene prior. Do you think he just like it was a sudden last second change that he had, or I think he'd made that decision, but it wasn't. It was <laughs> he hadn't told. Rhaenyra's that. <laughs> mm. He told her she was going to remarry. That was the exact conversation they had. Okay. I think she knew that he was scouting, I guess, in a terrible word. Well, yeah, uh, the young he girl. Had, uh, she had seen him with uh, the 12-year-old, the 2-year-old, yes. whatever age the person was. Lana, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think she might have assumed that was the direction because that was the general consensus about months Amongst everybody in the small council, that that was like the most best choice, the best choice for the kingdom. For the kingdom, um, yeah, kind of throw this curveball that you know Otto Hightower had been kind of orchestrating this, apparently these six months. Um, and I guess it makes <laughs> sense because you saw them have their conversations and like you know she'd been doing a good job, kind of endearing herself to him. So. Uh, 
Pretty good effort. Taking interest, uh, mending his stuff. <laughs> yeah. With one, like, a, with a couple words, he pissed off his own daughter, sent away one of his closest confidants, friends. I don't know who she was more upset at, her father or Alison. You know what I mean? Bit of both, I reckon. Yeah. Bit of both. Because she'd been lying to him, uh, to her. Never mentioned they'd been talking, obviously, and all this sort of mm. stuff. So I'm sure that's going to piss her off. She, she'd be like, yeah. she'd be like, why would he pick you? Unless you've been talking. Doing something behind my back. Talking. Yeah. Was it just talking? I don't know. Yeah, talking with hard words. That's right. Uh, anything else from this week's episode? So we got a tease at like the big oh, that's uh, right. yeah, yeah. I was like, rival. I these, uh, yeah. these Crab man. The crabby, crab feeder. Crab feeder. So what What a way to open the episode, actually, you know, mm. on the beach. Old mate getting bunch those of boats. wounds bitten in by crabs was pretty fucked up. I thought that yeah. was a dead body. Yeah. And so no, so we all see just dead bodies. I'm like, mm. oh, these crabs are eating the dead bodies. Yeah. It's kind of weird. That's kind of uh, gross. But well, that's, like, I whatever. mean, that's human nature. They yeah, eat yeah. dead stuff, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're eating like a person who's still alive. Mm. Uh, and then it becomes apparent over the course of the episode that what they do is they hunt people, take them to this beach or whatever, Nail them into, pylons. I don't know, pylons oh, yeah. throughout the yeah. beach and let the crabs have at them. Mm. You know, kind of weird. So it's pretty messed up. You know, interesting reveal at the end of the episode. Dude wearing a mask or whatever. Uh, yeah, it didn't appear to be a mask at first. I'm like, we having green dudes this season. That's weird. Okay. No, that um, was a mask. Like, yeah, right? I think it was. Yes. Yeah. I think I saw another screenshot of all like a preview for next week uh, where it's pretty clearly a mask, but yeah. Okay. Makes me wonder if this is something from the book or the, they've introduced something to help well, obviously, expand the story. George is pretty involved in this series. Yeah. So, I mean, that even if can- it wasn't from the book, it would be something he'd introduce. But this is also why I'm like, surely we're not like, a, we can't skip ahead too far now. Like we've we've, like we've got to s- deal with these people. Yeah, like if we if we skip ahead a year or so, then I'll be like, well, what the fuck are they? Like I thought the whole idea was you're trying to deal with these people. You know what I mean? So I feel like we've we've set a villain for at least the next couple episodes to deal with. Right? Yeah. Well, it's pretty clear that you know they're positioning Damon to like fight them off and like kind of so he's dragging down there and just burn them all. Make himself endearing himself to more people, I guess. Mm. Well, if he interesting if he does seeing do him that. in Dragonstone, that was the other thing. Like that room. That obviously yeah. we saw in season eight. With oh, like yeah. The yeah. dragon yeah. thing along the wall. I'm like, oh, Danny's out there. Yeah. <laughs> old mate's out there. Old mate was in there. <laughs> for, for the what? Oh, no, they were in there for like two seasons, weren't they? The, the room? That room? No? Maybe. Yeah. Did they come in season seven? I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say now. Don't worry. Can't remember. Can't be that important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Do I mean, it. the other thing is yeah. they got the night dude from last episode. He's part of the Kingsguard. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only person in that entire crew who's actually seen combat. Uh, do you know? Yeah. Oh, this is Sir Knight of this. He once called a burglar. <laughs> Great job. It's like, cool. You're a police officer. Mm. Okay. Thank you for your service to the crown. Move on. Yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. 
Council this week is over. Join us next week for another episode of South of the King's Landing. Until then, you can check out all our podcasts on ExplosionNetwork.com, including Lord of the Rings Extended. That kicks off this week. Holy moly. Um, of course, we'll be talking about more fantasy land stuff over there. Uh, all new Marvelcast. Currently talking about She-Hulk. And what do you want to watch? We can talk. We hear us talk about me and us talk about all things movie, TV, and media that we're not talking about between the million of podcasts that we do to talk about. Like movies, uh, the Lord of the Rings Extended. Like the Lord of, Yeah, I just said that Lord of the Rings Extended. Middle of podcast coming out. I wasn't out. listening. He was not listening at all. <laughs> we guys are show. We're great podcasters. We love listening to each other. That's why we do them all the time. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. See you next week. Goodbye.